Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. It's Audrey and Ryan with you. A shadow has been cast on aviation safety yet again as the new year took off. Passengers escaped two terrifying accidents on flights operated by Japan Airlines and Alaska Airlines in recent weeks. That's right. To jog your memory a little, on the 2nd of January, all passengers on board Japan Airlines Airbus 350-900 escaped the burning aircraft at Tokyo's Haneda Airport after it collided with a Japanese Coast Guard plane, killing five crew members on the aircraft. And then on January 5th, a door plug blew out of an Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 9 when the two-month-old plane was flying at 16,000 feet. But no one was seriously injured on the flight. And just days ago, a cockpit window crack mid-flight forced an all-Nippon Airways Boeing flight in Japan to turn back. So how important are pre-flight safety demonstrations and what technical safeguards are in place for these kind of emergencies? For more insights, we're joined by Sean Pruchnik He's the Clinical Assistant Professor for Integrated Systems Engineering at Ohio State University. Professor, good evening to you over in Columbus. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Audrey and Ryan. Thank you for having me. So many incidents to talk about today. First up, you know, we've all seen that terrifying video out of Japan on New Year's weekend of the plane bursting into flames as it collided with the cargo plane. Uh, We know these incidents are pretty rare, but when they do happen, how deadly can these these runway collisions be? And is it very different from a mid-flight emergency? Yeah, they certainly can be very, uh, very deadly. And what the largest problem is that they can, uh, the cabin can fill with smoke very quickly. And that makes exiting the aircraft very difficult, that people become incapacitated very quickly. Not only that, but even if they stay conscious, the visibility can go to zero very quickly. So it makes finding emergency exits uh, very, very difficult. All right, Sean, you understand that you previously flew as a captain with a Delta Connection carrier for 10 years, flying the Canada Air CL-65 regional jetliner. So in your time as a pilot, what sort of incidents have you heard or seen and have the kind of safety tough incidents evolved over the past few years? Yeah, they really do. You know, we tend to have this certain set of types of accidents, the runway incursions like we saw, the um, altitude type deviations that we see. We, We don't hear too much about those because we have a lot of technology in place that really helps avoid anything from those becoming too serious. And probably the other ones that we see on a global scale are runway overruns, those types of accidents. Those probably are the three most common ones that we see on a global scale. All right. So, Professor, uh, commercial airliners carry a significant amount of combustible fuel. So evacuating passengers swiftly is crucial in case of emergencies. People were amazed at how all of the passengers aboard that Japan Airlines flight managed to get out in such a short period of time. Can you tell us more about the prep and the checks that need to be done in order for a smooth evacuation to take place? How long does it take if it goes well? Well, actually, the fact that it was done in 90 seconds is was the approximation that I heard is exactly how long that the certification standards say that it should take. Mm. And that's with half of the exits blocked. So I think that 
for that last event, there were two things that made a significant difference. One is the smoke was not very thick, so people had some time to be able to find the exit. And from the very few little clips that I saw, it looks like people really did not focus on trying to get their bag. And that really makes a, a big difference in the amount of time it takes to getting out of the airplane. All right, Sean, let's take a look at the Alaska Airlines incident. We had no serious injuries reported and we had, I guess, if you look at image, a very scary one because a hole is in the side of the plane. What typically would be the experience of a passenger or the crew on board and what would be the best practice in that sense if you were to go through such a scenario? Well, so you know, the primary scenario, or the primary way you're going to handle that is going to be to get everyone with the oxygen mask on. And the flight attendants are going to focus on anyone who was unable to get their oxygen mask on to be able to put theirs on for them. The crew members, or the pilots, I should say, they're going to do an emergency descent to be able to get to a lower altitude where those oxygen masks are no longer required. And we're trained to do that within a few minutes. So it's a very rapid descent. That's going to be the primary focus in the front and the back. Got it. So keeping our focus on Boeing now, the recent incidents have really intensified concerns about Boeing's quality control, especially its 737 MAX 9. Now, in your perspective, uh, what are your thoughts on the design flaws that have been called out? Uh, what actions do you think Boeing should take to address and rectify these issues? Well, I'm not sure we're dealing with a design flaw as far as really dealing with a procedural process during the manufacturing. Mm. Quality control checks and following certain procedures as they continue to build the airplanes. That's what a lot of the focus is going to be for both the NTSB and the FAA is trying to determine why those bolts were not tightened. Um, not only that airplane, but the others that were found to be loose as well. So not only for those individuals that were to tighten those bolts, but also the quality control inspectors that were to come along later and check those. Where was the disconnect? Why did that not happen? That's where the investigation is going to focus as far as at Boeing, as opposed to necessarily a design problem. Yeah, when we look at emergencies, Sean, I think a huge factor is the response. And this comes into play when you look at the uh, reactions to protocols. Like, For example, what happens during emergencies, what should be done. So when it comes to these things, how often should they be reviewed and refreshed? Well, it's actually managed quite well because not only are new hires required to go through this training, but every year we have to go through refresher training. So those are repeated and trained quite frequently. So that promise, that's taken care of. I, I think the onus becomes on the passengers that they do need to pay attention to. Now, everyone knows to wear their seatbelt and, you know, it is difficult to listen to those messages sometimes. But here's something that people should be paying attention to is how close are you to the emergency exit? That if your visibility is restricted, would you be able to find an emergency exit? If you had to crawl along the floor, do you know how many rows it is in back of you or in front of you? I always count. How many rows backwards? I was just going to say, I always know how many rows backwards. And I, and I also always take a look at the doors because some of them open differently than others, depending on the airplane type. 
So it is a good idea to just take even someone for myself who has flown as much as I have. I do take a quick look at the card just to remind myself, oh, this is a 737. These doors open this way just in case I need to open a door. That's, you know, remember, you might have to do this in zero visibility. So you might have to do it by feel. So plan for that. Plan for doing it by feel. How many rows to the nearest exit? And how do you open the door with your eyes, your visibility? Yeah, well, we know you teach aviation safety, so it really helps that you've laid this out for us. Uh, thank you for the really tangible tips uh, for our listeners. Last question before you go, Professor. Asking for a friend, where's the safest place to sit in an airplane? <laughs> this is what we get a lot. <laughs> Statistically, um, there's a very slight, but a very slight improvement in the in the back of the airplane, but it, it's almost negligible, almost negligible. Well, it's still good to know. And Professor, um, something I'll have to remind myself and my mother whenever we travel, if we need to, we got to leave the bags. Yes, absolutely. Well, plane safety at the forefront in today's morning shot. Some possibly life-saving tips we just heard from Sean Puchnicki, a clinical assistant professor of integrated systems engineering at Ohio State University. Professor, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Have a great rest of the evening and stay warm over there. Yes, thank you very much. More to come on The Breakfast Show. Keep it here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.